0: Hi, everyone. This is Todd Fields of the Worship Circle Podcast. Thanks so much for jumping in and listening to this episode. I'm really excited just to be sharing a little bit of my heart with you. And there's there's just a lot God's been teaching me over the past almost 10 years now um, on this journey with this ministry. A lot of it's personal for me, and I'm going to dig into that as we move along in the months and days to come Um, I was actually thinking it would be funny to call him Todd Talks, but that's kind of corny, but (laughs) that's for another day Anyway, the first thing I want to say is we have a brand new term starting And if this is your first time jumping in to hear a podcast, you hear this at the top of all of them I just want to repeat it. Our purpose is for you to know that you're loved and not alone And I'm going to talk a little bit more about that today in the podcast and dig into what that really means with some practical helps, but we've got a new term starting. It's our 18th term on April 19th and small groups are almost full, but there's a few spots left. So if you are a worship leader, musician, somebody in ministry, um, a creative, an artist, and um, you're looking for a place to journey with some friends that become family pretty quick, because we're all about uh, vulnerability and authenticity here and We just have seen God meet so many people through this idea of having a small group and having somebody to kind of pastor and shepherd. And you might end up actually being such a gift to so many people that you've never met before, just because God's got you, he's got your story. But April 19th, so apply as soon as possible. And the way to do that to get one of these spots is worshipcircle.com forward slash program. You can go there and do that now or make a quick note. I'm gonna say a little bit more about that at the end of the podcast today. And um, we would love to have you. There's so many exciting things going on this year. And it it just seems like God's doing so much in his church and his bride around the world right now. Just many exciting things happening. And um, we're all witnesses of God's power and his spirit and um, what happens when we follow him and when we just surrender. And to his love. We're going to talk about a little bit of that more as we journey on today. I wanted to talk about and title this podcast today, As Yourself. And I'll tell you the story behind that real quick. Um, I, last fall, um, not this past fall, one before that, and this is a part of a larger story that I'll get into later because there's so many pieces to it. But the one I'm about to share with you today, I just thought, you know, I, I I rarely take the time just to sit down and say, hey, here's what God's teaching me. And it's not that I've figured out anything at all. It's just that I've made a lot of mistakes. Um, I've been consumed by a lot of things that um, were not good for my heart, my soul, um, busyness, and other things we'll talk about. But um, in this season, this is like uh, two falls ago, I went on a bit of a sabbatical just to get away and just been in ministry for so many years. And um, I ended up, part of the journey, I was at a um, a Jesuit retreat center in Denver, Colorado called Sacred Heart. And I, as part of that, I had a spiritual director that I would meet with um, every day. And they were there just to be with me and set aside some time to listen to, to God and just to... Um, ask questions, and just kind of, if you don't know what a spiritual director is, it's something that's really been key to this whole ministry. Um, And it's someone who just has the gift and training to hold space for you and be still with you for like an hour and just kind of go to God together and be still and uh, bring what's going on in your life and where you are right now to this person that's with you. And they just try to help. Uh, notice things maybe and ask questions that ultimately lead us to a place that's like, wow, God really is there. He really has a plan for my life. He really sees me. So I met with this um, spiritual director. And as we sat down, the fir- I'll never forget the first day, she asked me um, this question. She said, Todd, what's the greatest command?" And I said, The greatest command is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. I mean, I grew up in Christian school, so there's so much scripture embedded in me. Um, and just being in ministry and in the word, all these things come back. So that one came out. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And then I said, She goes, What's the second? It's like it. And I said, Love your neighbor as yourself. And she said, How are you doing with asing yourself? <laughs> with loving yourself and um it it caused me to pause because for most of my life when I heard that verse, I thought that asing myself or loving myself or paying attention to what I needed was selfish. And that to think, I thought of it in the terms of, you know, I, I don't want to be selfish and I want to focus more on other people, but I was still selfish. I mean, that's a whole, again, a whole other podcast. But this idea that... um you know, we can't give away, we can't be present to anyone or anything if we haven't first received God's love and we haven't understood how to care for ourselves. And, you know, the problem is I see it in ministry world that I, you know, and I've been involved in it is we are people who are trying to export the love of God and there's an out of balance nature to that with how often we make practices to receive the love of God, notice the love of God, be aware of the love of God. That was me. Um and we're going I just wanted to share some p- pieces of my story with you guys and maybe they resonate and maybe you can, you know, just kind of go, hey, is he reading my mail or maybe this could be totally foreign to you, but just with all the ministry uh, stuff we've been doing and Walking with leaders for a lot of years, these things I'm going to talk about are not um, necessarily foreign to anyone. I think they're pretty common. But trying to love when we haven't first received, it's just, you can't do it. Um, The fruit from that is, it just doesn't last. And so we also try to care for others without caring for ourselves. And so as a result of my journey, you know, a friend of mine that I've been walking with, um, I would check in each week. And he would ask me, Hey Todd, what do you need? And guys, I had never stopped long enough to even contemplate that. You know, I think subconsciously I kind of got myself what I needed, but I didn't really be still long enough and sit long enough to even ask, you know, myself what that is and go to God with it. Like, Lord, what do I really need? So these are some of the lies that I believed. And I want to talk about these because I hope they'll maybe be a help to you to know that you're not being selfish to pay attention to what you need and to allow yourself to be loved by God and to love yourself, not as an act of idolatry, but an act of care. And the end result being the people around you are going to actually receive more of your presence, more of your life, that's healthy because you're in balance. So the first one I put down, um, this is the thing that I I believe for a long time and I still struggle with it. A full schedule or a busy calendar means I'm being effective and doing well. And, you know, there are times and seasons where, you know, there's tasks that we have to do and we've been walking a journey and, you know, we are in balance and it's just kind of like, a little bit of a, a busy stretch but to to always be on the go and think that that's honoring to god like just man keep the fire burning more hours you know <laughs> the idea that more hours equals more effectiveness is i mean it's been proven over and over again there's, there's a law of diminishing returns and you don't get your best when you're exhausted And so there's this thing. It's almost like an idol, even in ministry world, which is like, you know, the more I have on my calendar, the more meetings I have, the more people I'm meeting with, the more times I'm leading worship, man, that means God's really using me and this is what he wants for me. And I just, uh, I believe that's not necessarily a sign of strength, health, or effectiveness. And uh, we'll talk about that a little bit more as we go down this list, but, Lie number one, full full schedule, busy calendar means I'm effective or doing well. Um one of the things that God's been teaching me over the past few years through some friends and um you know, my wife Carrie's been on this journey with me too, and she's she's been kind of seeking this idea and you know, of um being still, being present and meeting God in the, in the secret places. And this is the thing that it's, you know, the act, the idea of silence and solitude is something that had been foreign to me most of my life. You know, it's like, well, I had my quiet time. That's what God wants from me. I paid attention to him. I read a verse, I read a devotion, you know, I got my five or 10 minutes in. And <laughs> so I got some gas in my tank. Now let's take on the day and nothing wrong with that at all. And, um, you know any any moment where we pause to notice God and just be still and know that he's God is um is is great. Augustine says our hearts are restless till we find rest in him. And for me for most of my life I've been restless. And the past few years God's had to discipline me in a way and allow me to go through some desert times and painful times to see hey this the way you're living's not working. It's not working for you. It's not working for the people around you who are closest to you, your family. Um, it's definitely not going to yield any fruit long-term because you're you're like air traffic control and things are flying around and your brain's always in the clouds thinking of something else to do or, you know, something that you can do for this or that. Luke five sixteen. you guys have heard this. Um, Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. And... I, I was thinking about this idea. You know, Jesus said no a lot of times. He said, I need to get away. He ne- he needed to be still and just be with the Father. And there's something that happens when we're quiet and we're alone and we're silent. It's It's been proven scientifically. It changes our brains, changes our heart and soul. We begin to notice things. The hard part about it is it's hard to be with yourself because there's probably things that are painful that we don't want to surface, and we don't want those things to surface or to think about them or to even bring them to God. And so instead, we just stay busy. It's like, well, this is what you want from me. You want more. You want better. You want a better song. You want more touring. You want all this stuff. And and God's like, no, I just want your heart, and I want to love you. A friend of mine, Michael Cusick, said a while back on a podcast, and I, I love this, it was so anti-anything I had ever heard, But he said, the goal of the Christian life is to be loved by God. And I was like, that's, when I first heard it, I was like, that's too simple, yet too, like, that's too easy. But at the same time, it's too hard. Because to be loved by God, we have to stop striving and know that he's God. We have to be still and know that he's God. We have to trust that when things don't turn out the way we want in the immediate, that we, we can't allow ourselves to get triggered and freak out in our body and get anxious and sweat and heartbeat and rush to try to fix it and control it. We have to trust that he's got us. And that's part of him loving us. Um, you know, one of the things that we've been talking about in worship circle is the, this thing Jesus said before he left, he said, I'm with you always to the end of the age and always as always. So think about this. You're a worship leader. You're on a stage. You've got people coming every week, and they've got lives, this is a moment. But the greatest thing we can do is to ourselves make worship so much more than songs in a room. That every moment of every life, not in an act of striving, but in an act of abiding and resting, acknowledge his presence in all things, give thanks in all things. And then all of life becomes an act of worship and the stuff in the room is just a time for family to get together and celebrate or to mourn, or to grieve, it's all part of it. So Jesus often withdrew to lonely places. And so when you hear this and you're busy, you know, you're hearing this and you're like, well, I've got small kids, taught, how do I do this? This isn't a shaming thing. It's not like, well, clear your calendar and don't do anything anymore. But it is an, a, a, a thing where we need to go to God in silence and solitude and just be still and pause and you know, slow our breathing down and just sit with him and pray about it and see what God says you know what would it look like for your body to be rested your nervous system to calm down and for you to be able to move in and out of relationships with people without being anxious and a lot of that has to do with caring for our body one of the things I've been learning on this journey is that the body that God gave us is such a gift and Jesus paid attention to his body you know He's God incarnate, fully God, but in a human body. And he's like going, hey, I need to sleep. I mean, he was asleep in the middle of the storm (laughs) with the disciples. He's like, I got to sleep. And he was calm. And um, if we don't pay attention to our bodies, our bodies will sound the alarm in a myriad of ways. So pay attention to your schedule. Pay attention to balance. Allow your soul to have time alone. One of the things, just super practically, we'll talk about this in a minute because we're going to talk about some practices. The second lie is more numbers means more kingdom impact. And I feel like we're coming out of like a two-decade thing in the church where it's like, you know, we're successful the larger we are. We're successful the more campuses we have. And it's not that, that any of that's all bad because sometimes numbers do mean something really amazing's going on. But, if we take our eye off of God's presence and the presence with our presence with people and the quality of that, things can get skewed pretty quickly. We can get our eye off the ball, and those things can become idols. A friend of mine, Tim Elmore, um, said this a while back, and we've posted it on our social media, but this is one of those things that does not make sense. And Jesus, you know, everything, most of the things he said were just upside down from this world. You know, last will be first, weak is strong, least is greatest. He was just always going, hey, you think the most popular, most famous is, is the, the deal? I'm going to tell you that the most obscure and most unseen is, the, is treasured as well. And I see them, I see what they're doing. And they may may be off some far corner of the world. No one may know who they are, but I know who they are. And so, but Tim said this, more time with fewer people equals greater kingdom impact. That does not work well with our kind of industrialized, more output means more success. And if you think about it, when you back up, you know, and you get small in the micro level, the time that you have with yourself and with God can impact the kingdom. So if you don't make time for yourself with God, it, it it's not going to work. And it's not a, a shaming thing of I got to strive and make more time. It's, it's no, he's always with you. So it's just opening our eyes to rest in him all day long and make the whole day an act of worship and enjoyment of him, even in the desert and the pain. But it's also this... Um, you know, more time with fewer people equals greater impact. You may be um, in a church or in a small group or with a small group of people, and you've, you've given a lot of your life and time to a small group of people, and you've been faithful. And God sees that, and he says well done to you as a listener right now. And I know for me, you know, there's there's been times in my worship leading and songwriting journey where the idea of leading in front of 5,000, 10,000, you know, when we were doing Billy Graham stuff, I remember being in Tampa Bay. There was 90,000 people there and it was like, wow, this is special. And then it was cool because there's a lot of people there. They're hearing the gospel. They're hearing about the love of God and that was great. And to be celebrated, there's nothing wrong with that. But I just want you to hear me say and remember that the math of heaven does not always, you know, coincide with the math of earth that you may be being faithful with a few people and the kingdom impact of that generationally to people you haven't even seen yet are going to be unbelievable in eternity. So continue being faithful, continue being present, continue as in yourself and paying attention to the love that you need to receive from God moment by moment during the day. Um, This is a, this is a the third one is is more more or not it's not necessarily a lie, but it's something that I'm learning and um when I heard this there's kind of a lot of a lot going on with this, and I think the church is waking up to this there's just some ancient practices that um have been going on for for a long time that we got away from uh for the sake of the mission, but it's almost like we we're like, Hey, we got to get this mission accomplished apart from the mission of us being reached first. And so we have to be reached. It's not that we prayed the prayer. We're good. You know, we're a new creation. So let's run on that gasoline. And that's powerful. It's true. Like the, the power that raised Jesus from the dead is in us, Christ in us, the hope of glory. But our daily moments and practices determine who we are becoming. That's the point I wanted to say. Our daily practices determine who we are becoming. So think about your life one day at a time. Let's think about the hours we have. And again, I'm not, I haven't mastered this at all. If anything, I've made a mess of it, um, you know, for a lot of my life. And been consumed by so many things, so many rabbit trails and, um I just, I'm sound, I'm just say, saying this and sharing it because God's teaching me at the age of 53 that there's a better way. And it's, it's this yoke that Jesus talked about. He said, My yoke is easy and my burden is light. We talked about that a couple of years ago at our rest retreat, we worship circle. It's like so many of us are just exhausted. And Jesus said, Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon me, learn from me, for I'm gentle and humble in heart. So this easy yoke, what does this look like? Um, some of the things that have derailed me, I'll just say, um, practically speaking, the news. I can get consumed with with news, um, checking the news, and there's been times and seasons in my life where that it just did a number on me, and I didn't even see it because I was like, yeah, they're wrong, this is right, and... You think about it, again, this is us as brothers and sisters talking. There's a lot of money in that whole, you know, thing to get people drama. And, and the 24-hour news cycle used to not exist, you know. It used to be you got a newspaper, and then once a day you turn on the news. Now it's like people have the ability to be inundated with this if you choose to hook up your cord to it, and that's where you get some of your information, and it'll just wear you out. So I, my soul has become a lot lighter just in this new year by saying, you know what? I'm not watching it. I'm not listening to it on the radio. And I now, because of some of the practices I've I've put in my life, it's like, it, it makes me anxious when I even hear like 30 seconds of it. I'm like, you know, God, you've got it. You've got the stories. I need to be present to, you know, my own day and the people that you've allowed me to come in contact with. Um, more time alone is a practice silence and solitude. Um, If you've heard any of my episodes or our episodes with Danny Mullins, my spiritual director, he's talked about silence and solitude. Some, we, we actually dig into these practices in our worship circle term because we want to be a a tribe and a family. Not that's the wrong word, but we want to be a family that um, invites all of us into some practices that cause our lives to be, the easy yoke and full of life and, you know, there's still going to be tension, but there's balance. So silence and solitude, um, more time in nature. That's one for me that's been really cool is just walking every day. And, uh, our friend John Eldridge was on a worship circle, um, in a term. He's been with us a couple of times now, but a few years back. And he, he said this phrase that beauty heals trauma And he talked about the idea, well it's not an idea, it's true. Like we're all exposed to so much trauma every day, just through, you know, the news, through just stuff going on all around us. It's loud, it's noisy, it's busy, and walks in the woods, walks in nature, going to an art museum and looking at beauty, there's so when you're when there's that quiet, just beauty around you, it it's like the medicine for the trauma that we absorb. And it's not a thing you guys are going, man, you got to get your steps in. And it, for me, it, it kind of is right now, but um, I just enjoy it. And, and the times that I'll go out and start walking, I'll be like, you know, I'm not doing this because I'm doing a 30-day thing. I'm doing it because it's healing my soul every day and it's rewiring my brain. Um, it heals you and it fuels you, um, you know, so pay attention to that. And then social media, that's a whole other podcast episode, like tree of knowledge of good and evil there, you know, it can be used for great things. It can also take you out and consume you. And, um, yeah, just the idea of having to keep up our, our feed and all that stuff. That's, it's just one, one of those things for all of us to take to God and say, Hey, if nobody knew what I was doing for the next (laughs) stretch, what God, you would. And, you know, I understand that for some of us, there's There's things where we really need to let people know just because there's good things going on and we want to celebrate that. I'm not, this isn't a shaming thing, but it is one of those things that, you know, for me and for all of us, it can become consuming. So take it to God and just say, Lord, what would it look look like for this to be balanced in my life to where my soul had capacity um, to receive your love and then to love those around me and be present with those around me. The last one, And this is back to a lie, so this is kind of hodgepodge, but it's just what's on my heart right now. Um, If I was truly known, I would be rejected, fired, abandoned, or useless. Um, I think for a lot of us in ministry, there's that thing where we're, we're paid to be a professional Christian, like this is what we do. And it's a it's a big deal you know there's there is a responsibility and a lot of us are on a platform so but there's no one immune to you know trauma in their life and and being taken in directions trying to you know medicate things that are broken in us we've all you know we've all been part of that the whole human race so our friend john lynch says this says it this way what if there was a place so safe that the worst of me could be known and I would be loved more and not less in the telling of it. There's something really powerful about vulnerability and authenticity and jumping into a place where you can take your mask off and just say, hey, I'm showing up as I am and this is what's going on right now. And again, that that kind of vulnerability comes over time and it comes with a relationship and it comes when you have a place where you know that you feel safe. So for me, that happened um, in 2013. I walked into a men's retreat called Radical Mentoring in North Georgia with a friend of mine, Reggie Campbell, who's now with Jesus. But um, Reggie's wife, Miriam, is a dear friend, his son, Ross. And um, I walked into this ministry with guys and they were all just being vulnerable and honest about you know how they were really doing. And I walked away from that just going, you know, I'm, I'm loved and not alone. Like I'm not, I'm going to be okay. No matter what I go through, no matter what I've done, no matter what I carry, um, there is a place where we can come together and take our masks off and be loved. And when that happens, um, it leads to freedom and health and wholeness and our heart becoming whole when we're able to just come as we are and not hide. And so we're going to end there because, and kind of wrap it up here, because that's my prayer. That's our ministry's prayer for you. Um, if these things I've been talking about, you know, if you're crazy busy, you don't know how you're going to survive. <laughs> There's just too much on the calendar. Um, we oftentimes say that people that tell us they don't have time for worship circle, I usually say, well, if you don't have time for <laughs> you know, a few hours a month online, then there's, there's more of an issue um, going on. And we, we like to say this, is, this ministry isn't just another thing to do. It's a way to be. And we want you to walk in this way to be that's new. And it's, it's, it's a lighter yoke. And that's what we want to invite you to. Like, what if there was a way to care for yourself, be seen, be loved, and, and kind of head in the direction of some of these things I'm talking about, silence and solitude, some of these practices, a place where we weren't so anxious about the numbers that we trusted God with it, a place where we had practices built into our life, where we were taking care of our heart and soul because it was the as-yourself thing to do. We were loving ourselves. And... um you know, you guys have seen that uh, picture, or you've been on an airplane where they're like, "Hey, if there's a loss of cabin pressure and there's no more oxygen, um, there's going to be oxygen masks come down. And if you have a child, put your oxygen mask on first, and then put your child's on." And I, used to, you know, we, when I first heard that, I was like, "No, I'm going to die for my <laughs> child because they're so important and I love them so much." But the it's a great example that the reality is if we're not breathing. Um, If we're not abiding, if we're not walking in this easy yoke, trusting, resting, surrendered, and we're not in authentic community, um, it's just it's a burdening way to live. And so, we want to invite you in this season. We've got this term coming up, term eighteen. It starts in April. As I said, the start date is April nineteen. We still have a few places left. And if that's you and you've heard this podcast, you're like, man, I want more of that. (laughs) I wanna be I wanna be around a a community that's headed in that direction and wants to follow God in that way, then we'd love for you to apply at worshipcircle.com forward slash program for one of those remaining spots. And here's what we'll do. We'll reach out to you and schedule a Zoom call and just check in and see how you're doing. It's more than just whether or not you get in a small group. um, We've literally got people on our team that it's their joy just to check in with you on a Zoom call or a phone call and just hear your story, hear how you're doing. And um, because your life matters, you matter, your story matters. God's love is for you. His presence is with you and um, you aren't alone. And so we will be praying for the outcome of what God does in the hearts that hear this and just trust that he's got you and just want you to know we're here for you and we care about you and we know what it's like to be entrusted with this thing called leadership. Um, and we just want you to be healthy. Um, we want you to be seen, loved, cared for, and we're going to keep, you know, following the Lord with that journey as a ministry, as we enter our almost 10 year period with around 1800 um leaders from over 25 countries had been involved and um we're just going to continue to follow jesus on this journey of building practices into our life to know his love and then export his goodness and his gospel of his presence to all people worship is way more than songs in a room way more than a brick and mortar place it's god's kingdom And uh, we're all part of that building all over the world. So we love you. We're here. Apply. Um, And uh, we look forward to hearing you. Hearing you. You're not going (laughs) to want to. We look forward to hearing from you. We'll reach out to you. But until then, we'll we'll keep you in our thoughts and prayers, just all of you guys and girls in the listening audience. And uh, we look forward to connecting with you again. If not through a Zoom call or a phone call from an application on our next podcast. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Worship Circle Podcast. As always, we want to remind you that you are loved, that you are not alone. And when you lead, when you walk with Jesus, we stand with you as an army of worship leaders that's growing around the world to bring hope to people who need hope and healing to people who need healing we hope you join us next time and until then be sure to follow us on instagram at, at worship circle and share this podcast and the information about it with any leader you know so that they can become part of this growing tribe of leaders on the earth